Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It's every feeling everyone in the sea. I'll steal them and take them and bottle them up till I've got all the feelings so she'll feel me Some people might notice it, but some people might just feel like, oh, I feel like I'm in the open air. I feel like I'm by the seaside. I feel like there's magic in the room. Yeah, there is magic in the room. Still, I'm feeling some, and that is why I'm a pirate. I'm Elaine Cha. Spells of the Sea was written by playwright, composer, and lyricist Guinevere Gweni Govea. She told us that she started writing the musical in April of 2020 during the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. And so I started writing a really sad song. It was about an old lighthouse keeper and he was sort of realizing his mortality. It was very dark. <laughs> um, and it was just about loneliness and it was about loss and a lot of these things because um, with COVID going on, I was just feeling a lot of different emotions. And so I channeled it all into a song. I sort of like wrote about like this faraway like seaside town um, and I loved the ocean and my family, we would always go and like travel to like the ocean and, and different parts of the sea. That was sort of just like a big part of my childhood. And so I wanted to write something that was like about this like mystical magical like sea adventure and so I just started writing because I couldn't really go anywhere um and so this was sort of my escape from all of that at first what was just a song developed into multiple songs then a cast of characters and eventually a full-blown musical that she produced as a podcast. And now her work has made it to the stage. The world premiere of the musical Spells of the Sea will be performed at the Grandel Theater starting Sunday, February 5th through March 5th. Gwenny said St. Louis is a great place for young audience theater, in large part because of Metro Theater Company. Having a world premiere in St. Louis, which is like such a great city with like lots of families and you know, just like a great appreciation for art. I think that that's been really awesome to sort of experience. Here to discuss Spells of the Sea is Julia Flood, Artistic Director of Metro Theatre Company and the Spells of the Sea Director. Welcome. Thank you. And Tyler White, a Spells of the Sea cast member and choreographer. Thank you. Glad to be here. So glad to have you both. Julia, how did Metro Theatre Company meet Gwenny Govea and her work. Yeah, um, I have a colleague who was at University of Texas at Austin, and she was the faculty advisor when Gwenny was first writing the songs and later the podcast, which was directed by Anna Pickett, her friend who is now a co-writer on the project. And Megan reached out to me and said, this is something really special, and Gwenny is interested in turning it into a full musical. 
Um, and I also knew Megan Ann Rasmussen, who is uh, an outside producer on the project. Um, and the three of us got into conversation and then submitted it to the Pegasus Play Lab in Orlando for further development. And then gradually it grew from the five-part podcast into what will open on Sunday night. Great. What was it to you? that made Spells of the Sea the right work at the right time? I think so much of what I have been looking for over the last couple of years is something that would address both what our community has been going through, and especially our young people, what impact um, the pandemic and the shutdown has had on them, and yet still be something that brings joy and brings community together now that we can gather again. And this was the perfect project. It's also our 50th anniversary uh, season, and this is, we've been celebrating the past, but we also want to celebrate the future of Metro Theatre Company and of the theater. And what better piece than a piece written by two women, Gwenny particularly, and her partner, Anna, who are in their early 20s, just beginning. Yeah, that's really exciting. Spells of the Sea is a musical that features, among mermaids and monsters, virtuoso pirates. Here's a sample of what audiences will hear when Spells of the Sea opens this Sunday. When I was a young lad, he was 23. I loved a young lassie They lived happily Till one day she left me Broke me heart in two She said he has no feelings He never cry boo So I took what she said Quite personally Now I'll pirate every feeling Everyone in the sea I'll steal them and take them And bottle them up Till I've got all the feelings So she'll feel me love I've got a bottle of sad A bottle of jealous A bottle of mad And a bottle of helpless I'll steal the world's feelings Till I'm feeling some And that is why I'm a pirate You'll never steal our feelings, you that was just a little earful of what folks will experience with the musical Spells of the Sea, which opens at Grendel Theatre this weekend. Now, Tyler, among other roles, you served as a choreographer for this world premiere. Where did you look for inspiration around choreography with that song um, and with other songs in the play? That's a very amazing question you asked. So honestly... I look towards a lot of youthful shows, for example, The Wiggles. Okay. <laughs> and they have a pirate on their show. I can't remember his name, but just a lot of those simple, subtle movements where kids could pick up on the movement that the characters in the show were doing. Mm -hmm. So not anything intense, anything crazy, but just little subtle movements that kids are like, oh my gosh, I can do that move as well. Oh, okay. So a lot of youthful shows. So what role do you think movement then, and not just dance, plays in this particular musical? Can you repeat that? I'm so sorry, what yeah. role? Yeah, what role does it play? So. There's what we're hearing on stage, and then we see the the actors, the performers. Mm -hmm. What is it that movement, sort of on its own, does to 
to really make Spells of the Sea uh, like a, a whole body kind of experience. Most definitely. So students, kids, they see with their eyes first. So in a, in order to capture their attention and actually give them something that they can pay attention to for an hour and three minutes, which is what the show is running, you have to make it visually ap- ap- appealing to them. So with the movement, it just guides their eyes through the story. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the movement really has to grab their attention right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. And Julia, what do you think about that as far as the role of movement in a, in a stage production? Yeah, I think um, young people learn in multiple ways. And uh, this is a multi-sensory experience for them. So when they come into it, there's one section, it's also during the Pirates, where there's a tongue twister. And uh, Gwenny's character asks them to repeat the tongue twister back, and then movement is added to it. Uh-huh. And so the movement that Tyler has done, I fully expect to see some young people in the audience mimicking that and remembering. I think also when you do something with your muscles, you remember the experience more, you experience it more deeply. So we want them to see, to hear, and to feel in their bodies. Uh, They also have so much energy. So giving them movement that is evocative and fun to repeat is, is part of that experience. Right, and incorporating that movement Anticipating yes. that they will want to move. Exactly. That, that seems very wise. <laughs> and speaking of that multi-sensory component, mm-hmm. an intriguing aspect of this production involves the nose, right? Playwright mm-hmm. Gwani Govea said the olfactory element was the brainchild of the producer that you mentioned earlier, Megan, uh, Megan Ann Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Yes. It's going to smell like magic um, and also the ocean. So like when you walk into the lobby, you're going to like smell the ocean. Um, And I think it's a really cool thing because she said that like, you know, scent is associated with memory. And so I think it'd be a really cool thing for audiences to come in and be like, oh, smells of the sea smells like the ocean. Smells Smells of the sea smells like this like magical scent that like only like comes in on like a very specific part in the show that I'll keep a secret for now. But um. Yeah, I think that it's it's a really cool element to put in theater. And I never really thought about it, um, but I think it's it's going to be a very fun thing. I, I, I sampled one of the scents and I was like, oh, that's very cool. <laughs> so without giving anything away, Tyler, what was it like to, to be rehearsing this production and to have a, a scent element involved in it? It's so gratifying to be a part of this production. Um, getting to know Gwenny and both Aunt Anna, it's amazing just because they're so young and what they've written it just translates to what a lot of people are feeling today. One of my favorite songs is Fickle Feelings, like the one where we repeat what's happening. And it's just about expressing those feelings that we have had bottled up for so long during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's just learning how to express those feelings and learning to appreciate the journey of life because everything is not a direct path. Sometimes you got to take wavy lines, diagonals, and I feel like that's what this show is about. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of underlying themes that you really have to open your eyes and open your ears and open your heart to really understand and open your nose. Yes, and open yes. your nose as well. <laughs> and I think that um, Megan Ann had a wonderful uh, 
journey for us to take with her because she was very excited about the olfactory design. And the people that she found to work with create signature scents for high-end hotels and retail, Mm -hmm. uh, those shops that you might walk into and know you're there. You don't necessarily know you're smelling a signature scent. Yeah. But um, this, I think, will have a similar experience. Some people might notice it, but some people might just feel like, oh, I feel like I'm in the open air. I feel like I'm by the seaside. I feel like there's magic in the room. Yeah, there is magic in the room. (laughs) (laughs) So it is more than about sort of um, setting an an olfactory scene rather than, like, I was imagining smell-o-vision and (laughs) what that was supposed to do back in the day. Somebody said to me, it's not going to smell like fish, is it? (laughs) No, it is not going to smell like fish. (laughs) It's, um, I think that at the moment that Gwendy does not want us to give away, uh, it, it may, you may notice it and go deeper into the magic mm-hmm. is really what happens, I think, in that moment. Well, and when you first walk into the lobby, there will be something different about the lobby than when you've gone to another show at the Grand El Theater. Okay, we're building up a lot of mystery yes. here. <laughs> now, is there any other way, Julia, that Spells of the Sea is an exciting departure from past plays that Metro Theater Company has premiered? I think one element of this production that happened uh, because of the group of artists that came together around it to develop and um, and cast the production is that we had originally thought of it as there'll be actors and then a band of three people. And now because of who came out from the St. Louis community to audition, um, we've discovered and our music director has been very excited about the fact that we have a lot of actors here who also play music or musicians who also can perform as actors. And so we have nine people on stage, all of whom sing, almost all of whom, unless they're on stage like Gwenny all the time, play a musical instrument. So this is a collaboration that is magically coming together in a much bigger way than what would be traditional for our performances. Wow. So, it, I mean, it really sounds like this is a production that is like almost tailor-made for for St. Louis. Yes, I think it is. And for all of us who have been through so much over the last few years, to have this opportunity to come together and talk about how important it is to feel your feelings and to connect with the rest of the community. Mm-hmm. Tyler, is there anything about playing two fictional characters, so you have a mermaid and a monster in addition to shopkeeper, um, has there been anything about playing those roles that's given you space to explore feelings you know, that you were talking about earlier in a way that you hope audience members can really experience with you? Most definitely. Um, I love, I don't know what it is about playing fictional characters that just gives you space to create so much more than um, acting like someone else. Mm-hmm. So in my journey in discovering who Mermaid and Shopkeeper and Monster was, it was a great experience <laughs> just because when you walk into rehearsal, it's just a place where you can play and discover and play with the other artist and create who that person is and how they help 
the story journey along and how they help who the main character is, how I help them get through their struggle mm-hmm. into the end goal or through their journey, not the end goal because it's continuous. Mm-hmm. It's going to continue mm-hmm. to go. So it's just great to be able to create who Mermaid and Shopkeeper and the monster were. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not necessarily someone who goes in for pirates or <laughs> mermaids. I do have a child who will uh-huh. be seven soon, and I can imagine his really enjoying this and my enjoying it with him. Julia, your your theater company, it is geared very specifically towards children. How often, though, do you see like fully grown adults come in to see a play all by themselves without a child or a teen along with them? A lot. We see it a lot. I think that people who have discovered us, maybe they discovered us by bringing their children or their grandchildren, also then discover that good theater is good theater and a good story is a good story and they trust us to deliver that. Um, I think this is a story that appeals as much to me as it will to the audience that comes. Uh, the, the young people, we, we will have hundreds of young people at school performances. That's a wonderful experience. But when young people come with their families or when older people come on their own, they have a unique connection to those actors and to the feelings that are happening on stage. And I think young people are reacting to the mermaids and the monsters and the and all the fun of it. Um, and older people are reflecting on both what the young people are seeing, but also their experience of the last couple of years and having that kind of cathartic moment of going, we have been through a lot, but we can imagine a bright future at the end of this. Can I add something to that quickly? Yes. So Metro Theatre Company, I love that we're based on theater for young audiences because a lot of theater is geared towards adults that sometimes happen to be for kids, but this is for kids where adults can also experience what the students are feeling inside. It's a great way to to finish it. Tyler White is a Spells of the Sea cast member and choreographer, and Julia Flood is the artistic director of Metro Theatre Company. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. you. The world premiere of Spells of the Sea, the musical, is this Sunday, February 5th, at the Grandel Theatre. It runs until March 5th. Today's episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. 
St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.